You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. And welcome to Business in Black. This is Danita Harris, your host in the lovely BK, Brooklyn, New York, joined with our, of course, outstanding, amazing host, co-host, LaTanya, Dr. LaTanya Hughes. And um, today's a beautiful day. At least it is here. It's a beautiful fall day. I'm sure it's there in Miami, Florida as well. Thank God. It's it's sunny. It's been raining for a couple It's of sunny days. here like, too. Oh. Sunny in like 59, 50, somewhere 70. between those two. So it's not too We're bad. 70, so it's not too bad. It's, yeah, not too bad. Our, not too bad. Winter. It's yeah. our winter. <laughs> well, we're still in fall, so we haven't gotten the winter. Winter's coming well, in January. Is, well, we don't really have fall. We just, <laughs> we have two seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Summer and and, and late summer. Right, right. So, you know, we, we, we like Early to say summer winter so that we summer. get to say something about winter. Right. We really don't have one. <laughs> We had a cold chill come through. Really, Latanya? How how cold was it? It was sixty. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. it was. We got down like in like forties at night. It was nice. Go oh my god! Get some fresh air and honey. Folks, some folks, yeah. you know, of course, the you know, older the seniors were turning on their heat because you know they're a little bit older, <clears throat> so they were able, to, you know, need to turn their heat on. You have to break out the windbreaker, huh? Honey, you know, folks were down here wrapping her boots and everything, <laughs> shedding all over the place. <laughs> I was like, no, ma'am. <laughs> Oh what it happens. <laughs> you know, well, I'm going to warn you all today. We um, we have a pretty heated uh, conversation oh, yeah. we're going to get into today. Uh, we were just talking about it before we started recording the show. And uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Today, we're talking about reasons consumers boycott brands. And we have mm-hmm. 10 of them we're going to go through with you. And uh, so let's just dive right into it because I want to get through all of this um, before the show's end. So according to YouGov findings, um, all of these points are according to them. And um, the top number one, let's start there, uh, reason that people will boycott a brand um, is endorsements or affiliations with parties, candidates, or political movements. So before we get into what that means to you, let's talk about why this is important for you to understand. It's important for you as a business owner, entrepreneur to understand who your target market is and who they shop with and why they shop there. Because at any given moment, notice moment, um, your brand could get caught up in a firestorm based off of something you choose to stand on um, because of your personal feelings. So the first one that comes to mind to me is, and not too many people remember this, and I don't understand why, but years back when I was still living in Texas, so it had to be between the years of 2004 and 2011, Chick-fil-A came out with an anti-gay campaign. And it was horrific in my opinion um i just didn't feel like it was their place to judge people who were coming to their facility because after all um do we have an anti-adulterer campaign an anti uh liar campaign an anti you know fill in the blank campaign but the um the person who was in charge of communications at that time i don't know if he's still reigning there i hope he was not 
came out with the anti-gay campaign against Chick-fil-A. Um, and there was a huge uproar and upstorm and a lot of people protested, but a lot of people supported the campaign as well. So in my opinion, it was in fallacy. And the reason why it was in fallacy is because green doesn't have a color, a religion, a sexual orientation, a race, a gender tied to it. So if in my personal opinion, if you are in business, you have a target audience who you are trying to serve, not a target audience who you're not trying to serve. And if you have personal feelings, they should not get enmeshed into your corporate beliefs unless you are a religious organization or something to that effect. So for a fast food restaurant to get caught up in, and and I, I can't say that it was expressed by the entire views of the entire population. It was this one person who had control of the helm at that time who voiced these views. But in my opinion, green is green. And if you're in a capitalistic business, then you have no business, um, targeting one particular group over another, um, you should just remain on course to market your product, to, to have more purchases, right. et cetera. I think the focus should always be on who your, who your audience is, not so much of who you don't want. Because if you focus on who your audience is, who you don't want, will eventually fade away or, it, you know, they'll be so insignificant that it doesn't even really matter. And I think that's where they, they drop the ball on that. Um, right. And I, and, and I, and I personally thought that that was a, that wasn't necessarily company related so much as, you know, personal, personal agenda uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, fueled through being funneled through the company, which, which in that regard, as, as a company, you want to be careful who you hire, who you employ and make sure that, you know, whoever hit the green light, or if that green light didn't go go through the proper channels, you want to make right. sure that whoever's in control at the helm of whatever it is, that their values and that their their approach to business is aligns with your approach to business because that could really hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. So coming back to restaurants, um, according to Fortune magazine, we're talking about endorsements or affiliation with parties, candidates, or political movements. According to Fortune magazine, where you eat during the last election actually said a lot about your party affiliation. They Mm -hmm. found out that 82% of people who supported Bernie Sanders were more likely to eat at Chipotle versus 110% of Trump supporters were more than likely to eat at Sonic. Isn't that interesting? Wow. That's crazy, right? Out of all the restaurants, those were the two that came out. Um, That says a lot about demographics. It does say a lot about about demographics. demographics. Because think about the... Think about Chipotle Burnick and who the market to. That says it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's it huge, very, um, and it can and it can be subliminal. Um, very Correct. subliminal if you just you know really look at the, the demographics. It's just wow. Well, and I know I thought I read someplace too that Hillary Clinton stayed in Chipotle a lot as well. Mm -hmm. So Chipotle seems to have more of a democratic vibe to it. More independent. Mm -hmm. More independent audience to it as opposed to a Sonic, clearly. So just it's interesting when you start breaking down the information in these terms, not just 
you know, fast food versus casual fast food or, or, you know, whatever. It's just very fascinating to me. So number two would be negative health impacts on company practices. And the first thing I thought about negative health impacts, people will boycott a company because of their negative health impacts on company practices. The first thing I thought about were tobacco companies and coal miners, Mm. Coal miners, remember back in the day when we still had an abundance of coal um, mining um, facilities and the, the collapsing of the coal mines um, and how horrible, I mean, that really shed to light the danger of coal mining and what those families were going through. The other thing while we talk about this that I think about would be air, airplane pilots mm-hmm. because of the negative impact on their health with the sleep Apnea, I was going to say, dysplasia, yeah, all of those things. I, I think of those types of things where people would become more enlightened. And the only way that they would become enlightened is if a tragedy happens, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's sad too. But um, and a lot of times, I think as consumers, we don't really understand a lot of the ins and outs of certain industries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you bring up the the airline pilots because it's true. I mean, <clears throat> uh, one of the FDA, one of the um. Not FDA, oh my goodness. Um, but one of the um, FAA regulations is that pilots and, and the airline flight crew, they have to have a certain amount of sleep, minimum amount of sleep before they can fly another aircraft. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those red-eye flights, if you have the same crew the next morning, a turnaround, that flight a lot of times is delayed, not because the, pl- the plane is not there or there's a problem, but because there is a required requirement for them to have so much sleep before they can actually fly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was interesting because I was actually on a flight one time and, and, the, and, the, and the flight crew apologized for, for the delay. They said, it's not us, but the FAA would not allow us, mm. you know, to take off because we have to have a certain amount of sleep and it has mm-hmm. to be documented and proven that we had this wow. much amount of sleep. And they calculate, they can tell if you got in at XYZ amount of time, that plane landed mm-hmm. and you have to go through this amount of process before you can, you know, before you even leave the airport, then you have to travel to your hotel check in, possibly eat or do whatever, shower, change or whatever. All of that takes a lot of time before you actually go to sleep. Go to sleep. And I guess then you now get up can. in the morning and right. you have your morning. You see what I'm saying? So well, and they can calculate that now because of the, the, the Fitbits that we wear on our wrists. Uh-huh. Uh, if you sleep with your phone or if you have an Apple Watch, those things yes. calculate for you now. So I guess yeah. that could be considered documented proof. Hopefully that can. But that's very interesting. I never heard that before. Yeah. But it comes to mind, you know, because you don't want a a drowsy um, pilot (laughs) flying a plane. That's just as bad as a drunk one. Correct. Because you. And it's no different than a drunk driver. Correct. The the, the symptoms are similar. Correct. Very, very similar. Somebody who's who's suffering from exhaustion Uh and sleepiness. You know, you can they swerve all over the road. You can't tell the difference, you know. So, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along. Number three, the top three, re- third reason is um, negative cultural racial impact. And I know Y'all I'm going to let listen. you go ahead and start this one because we <laughs> talked about it. Negative cultural racial impact um, was the number three reason that people will hashtag boycott was what we just experienced. I mean, listen, I mean, where do we even begin? We can, we can, we, we can, we can park right here all day, but mm-hmm. um, let's just talk about the NFL. 
Yeah, the NFL and, and Colin Kaepernick, and um, you know we can and and you and let me talk about um, Pizza Hut, <clears throat> not Pizza Hut, um, Papa John's, mm-hmm. and the comments he's made about the NFL and Colin Kaepernick and and how he spoke out against what the young man was doing. And now he's, you know, in the news and articles talking about how much money he's lost because of the NFL protests and because such and such and such would do. No, 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 no. You lost money because you opened your mouth about something and people back, people boycotted you and went and took their Papa John's money and went to Domino's or, or Pizza, Pizza Hut, Hut or, or to a local restaurant or whatever. Right. Home and, and made their own or something. Correct. There's mm-hmm. always alternatives. And see, when you are the official, you know, sponsor, pizza sponsor, whatever of a, of a whole, you know, organization, affiliation like the NFL, you you have to think about what you say and the impact. And you, he probably didn't think that, you know what he said was going to be detrimental, but again, but I, you know what? I don't see the audience. correlation. I, I really don't see the correlation, and here's well, why: people were already boycotting the NFL to begin with. Correct, so because his, that should yeah. have nothing to do with your other marketing efforts. Like your other marketing, you should have anticipated it once they were already starting to. But boycott. this is what happens when you put all your eggs in, in one, one basket. basket. This is true. Maybe they weren't getting the return on investment anymore. Correct. Because, because all of his people are going to eat Papa John's pizza. They didn't have anything to do with the boycott. People just weren't watching the NFL. They weren't boycotting the pizza. Now they're hashtag boycotting the pizza. Because he opened his mouth. They weren't. So, yeah. you know, you should have done something and done a quick... And see, this is the difference between Goliath and David in business. Right. Because a David in business would have recognized it and made a quick turnaround, quick adjustment a quick marketing retouch up something Mm -hmm. as opposed to damage control, something. Yes. Sitting in the corner crying like a little girl, excuse my uh, expression, but Kristen in the corner crying Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, not really thinking that it it, trying to place the blame on other people and not Mm -hmm. thinking that I have an option in this and what is my next strategy. They should have been strategizing the minute Kaepernick got fired or not picked up rather for a boycott. And he could have already, they could have already, but see that, that there we go in now it's a bigger conversation because it's lack of diversity in your upper tables management to be able to pull your ear to tell you these kinds of things. That's where diversity comes in play. Let me tell you what's about to happen, Papa John, that, you know, we need to reroute around this because such, 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 but you don't have those people up in higher places. Right. So you think it's business as usual and you, you didn't take the hashtag boycott uh, serious Seriously. and so now you're where you are. Right. So, but we're not going to spend all day on them. We're going to talk about Dove. Right. Dove <laughs> listen, is another one. Listen, listen. So the hashtag, hashtag boycott movement was underway for Dove when they decided and I get from a marketing perspective what they were trying right. to accomplish but with it, it, but it no. was a hashtag fail yes. in marketing. So yes. I hope whomever did that has been hashtag fired yeah. because... It's just not excusable. Yeah. They it should have very been able to see it. It's no different than them having images yeah. in certain kids' movies. Whoever did that should be fired. You know, right. so 
there are just certain excuses that are not even there um, for certain people. And so uh, beauty brands, and it's not just Dove, because oh, there were no. others that they saw that the, the, the writing on the bottle said from normal to dark skin. Well, what does that mean? Correct. So dark skin isn't normal? Right. So what so, you're saying, what you're perpetuating is that any type of pigmentation in your skin is not normal, which correct. is offensive. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, so again, that kind of feeds into a lot of the frenzy that a lot of people have said that, you know, it's, it's racial and that white is right, and, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it, it, it feeds into that when, and, and I, and, you know, sometimes I think people, a lot of marketers and people see things right in their own eyes because that's their reality. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the marketplace mm-hmm. and it might be, you know, that might be, if your market is the Caucasian market. Let's just say that that is your target market and it's, it's women 18 to 25 or whatever, you know, then to me, focus on that. It's okay for you to not have products for every shade of the rainbow because traditionally there, it hasn't been. So just to slap on to talk about darker skin, just because you want to now try to bring in a different demographic, should you even go there? Or if you've been successful with this demographic, Stick with it and focus yeah. and pay attention because you'll be less offensive. I'm not offended by brands that don't cater to me. Correct. Because there's so many out there that do. That Correct. So I don't understand why companies think that they need to, you know, try to capture everything because that's just not realistic. Well, and in that, you have to make sure your your corporate company organization is diverse. Hashtag diversity. So with that, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, You're listening to Business in Black, and we will be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Alrighty, and we're back with Business in Black. This is a weekly podcast where we talk about everything, uh, starting, growing, and building a better business for you to be successful because we want you to be successful because successful businesses drive healthy economies. And uh, I'm your host, Danita Harris, joined by our lovely co-host, Dr. LaTanya Hughes. And we're talking today about reasons consumers boycott brands. And so we have top 10 of these that we found, according to YouGov, um, that we are discussing today. Um, We just left a hot one. Negative cultural racial impacts was number three. Number four reason is environmental harm that the company causes that people will boycott for. So the first thing that came to my mind was the Dakota pipeline. But that's a hard one because we we can't avoid oil. We can't avoid gas, oil, any of those things. Um, But people still are boycotting um, the process in which they're attaining um, these precious metals, precious... that's the biggest thing. Because in truth, if you look at what happened, I mean, just so was it last month? Yeah. All those gallons and gallons of oil burst onto that land. I mean, yeah. come on. They, but they knew that. So mm-hmm. I think the problem is we don't listen to people because we, we think that people, ordinary, regular, everyday people don't know what they're talking about. These people no, are there. They know what they're talking about. They know what they're talking about is that they, the greater amount that they can fit in their checkbook is going to be so much greater. They don't yeah. care what people have to say. And that's sad. Uh, the other one that comes to mind is the BP oil spill. People stop talking about that one. 
And those people in Pensacola are still suffering. That economy never really turned back around. Um, Other ones would be um, ozone um, Mm -hmm. um, companies that are killing the ozone, um, which we can attest to a lot of the carbon monoxides and dioxides that are in the atmosphere because of certain um, ways that we process. So plant processing, everything from plant processing to the actual, you remember back in the 80s, girl, when they were talking about the hairspray? Mm. And how hairspray was gonna, was destroying the ozone. I think layer. we yes. we have bigger issues now than hairspray. Yes, we have these we waste spills, these toxic waste spills. The other thing I think about is pig farms mm-hmm. and how pig farms are killing environments around and causing people who live, unfortunately, around those farms to be sick and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I personally do not eat the pig anymore. Sorry. Yeah, I, I just, just don't. Just animal processing now overall, how we, how, you know, I think there's, there's, there's a, there's an, an urgent push to get food to the market too quick. And it's not just, you know, yeah. So, you know, people are cutting corners and the same thing with, I mean, you can say the same thing about vegetables because I can tell when people get shocked when I tell them, especially when I used to, you know, teach certain food classes, I would tell my students and I would show them a PBS video, um, a documentary they did to let them know how long genetically modified foods, GMOs, had been on the market and how it started in California with tomatoes Mm -hmm. and corn. And you didn't know, people did not know that that's what they were buying until now we have transparency and truth in, in advertising and transparency that now you have to start telling not only where the food comes from, but whether it has genetically modified, whether it's been genetically modified. And people were shocked. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you have to know this goes back to be in the 1990s. And people did not know how far back genetically modified foods have been on the market. Correct. And how, and didn't know the long-term effects of what it would do to people's bodies. And they swear it didn't have that. I was like, you won't know that until 10, 15, 20 years down the road because right. you won't when we're know. we're suffering from poor digestion. Correct. Generation you know, to the next exactly. generation of children and all that kind of stuff. Things well, take time to really manage. Well, and I think the push then would be to eat more halal or kosher food because the animals have been slaughtered in a more humane way, at least allegedly. Um, and so that could become an alternative, but it would also question the raising of those animals because that is also the question of how well that these animals are raised for food and how well they're treated which is why farmers markets are on the surge because I can go down and talk to farmer Bill about his cows and how they really are free range and they're just not telling me oh it's free range but they're in a four by four pen you know exactly Exactly. So keeping in mind with those sorts of things, which I think um, on my list will go down to some of the animals. No, it's not. So we covered that. Um, So number five, uh, product recalls Hmm. is a reason that people will boycott a brand and faulty products. One thing that comes to mind would be toys. Yes. Um, Takata Industry. Uh, who manufactures seat belts and airplane belts, they come to mind. Um, Cars. They've had a lot of recalls. Now, Takata isn't 
a company that like Toyota, you know, the name Toyota, mm-hmm. right? So when, to- but I think we've become numbed over to, oh, well, Toyota has a factory recall. Or for some people, they'll say, look, Toyota has had, and I'm picking on Toyota because they're one of the best cars to drive. They're one of the safest t- cars to drive, but they'll, there'll be a car out there that has recall after recall after recall. And it's like, okay, we're done with this car. Why haven't they pulled it off the marketplace yet? But Takata would be a little bit different to boycott because they're manufacturing things that are in the Toyota, that are in the Chevrolet, that are in the airplane. So you can't really boycott the, the, because you don't know where it's sourced. You don't know where the belts are sourced from. Right. Right. So, but as a, um, as a car company that has many recalls, we can begin to boycott that car company right. or that toy company, um, which mm-hmm. later comes on one of my lists. But, um, you know, product recalls and faulty products, um, sourced products that have like a lot of lead in them, I would think. Like, you remember there was the, with the toys and whatnot right. and coming think, over from China? Product recalls. I think that also ties back into what we talked about earlier about products that cause harm to people. That's part of why we have those product recalls. But a long time ago, remember a long time ago, well, it was just almost every car on the market had some type of recall because of car accidents and this thing and that thing. If it wasn't the airbag, it was the brakes. If it wasn't that, it was the uh, seatbelt. If it wasn't that, it was all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, and even now, you you know, then we had that spell where it was always something with with, uh, the child seats, you know, the car seats for children and how, and I'm like, what's such a hurry to get things to the market that we're not testing it properly, giving it time or whatever, but all of this plays a big point in whether people can trust you. Because at the end of the day, if your brand isn't something people can trust, they're going to keep it to move it. Right. So like you just said, are we in a rush yeah. to be the first to do it? And then and as a result, <laughs> our product is now going to suffer. Our right. reputation will suffer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that comes back to, I'm starting to think now, you remember the, um, I saw the movie where the uh, oil rig exploded. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. if they had taken, and I think it was something very for the BP um, gas oil leak is what I'm talking about. Very, mm-hmm. very insignificant financially, $150,000 or something like that. It was, I mean, it's a lot of money to me, but for that kind of company, it is not. And instead of upgrading whatever they needed to upgrade, lives were lost. Mm-hmm. And now the whole environment has mm-hmm. been altered as a result of this spill. And for them, I think it boiled down to a timeline and they weren't willing to, yep. you know, take the time. And I'm going like, but look at what it has cost you. Right. So again, I think it also depends on having the right counsel and the right people at the helm, um, whether it's your board or whomever or whatever, to make sure that, guess, what is the long term? What are the repercussions? And are we willing to take this hit? And what could it do, you know, for mm-hmm. us and to us? And, and it's all about asking the hard questions and being willing to face it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think hindsight is twenty twenty for them right now. I mean, it's a little, it's too little, too late. But 
what if they have been asking the right questions and really having the right people at the helm to make that hard decision to say, you know what, we'll push the timeline back. We'll do this and we'll do that. I'm sure if they could go back in time, they'd make a different decision. Well, I but, think their luck ran out. And I think oh, often, yeah. they've been pushing um, the envelope. people um, push the envelope. They, they press on that same luck that they've been pressing on for how many countless times before. And then all of a sudden, you know, the luck has run out. Well, look at um, what happened with the space shuttle. Uh, was it Apollo or whatever that blew up? Right. All because they didn't listen to this and say, give it more time because the O-rings, we right. need better O-rings. And they guess what? They had to be the first. They right. had to get it had going. to be the first. We have to be the first. So and what cost? it cost lives, yeah. you know. Uh, and I think that's the biggest unfortunate part is it it does harm not just to the environment, but to yeah. people. We do damage to people. We rob people of life right. as a result of our own greed. But that's been the story of humanity time and time again. And yep. I won't get off into that, Tim, because <laughs> that could go really wrong. These reasons consumers boycott brands <laughs> because we don't want your brand to be boycotted. Right. Or get swept up in controversy or any of those things. We want you to have a, a good brand that's a conscious brand that does good, that gives back right. um, and, you know, isn't caught up in all of this scandal, which, oh, that was mm. a great segue. Number four. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Number six is scandal and cover-ups. Hello. Good morning, Listen. America. Hello, athletes that have lost endorsement deals. Hello, churches. <laughs> That Leah Remini have now put on blast. <laughs> These are the ones that came to mind for me. So today we're, we're talking about Matt Lauer and his indiscri- um, inappropriate um, advances to women. Uh, we're talking about Russell Simmons and his, well, you know what? Uh, uh, mm, okay. <laughs> talk about the Russell Simmons one because, you know. Anyway, um, I will talk about the Matt Lauer one because there's a there is a difference between um, a woman like I just don't even really want to go there. I just want to say if you have to pull it out for mm. someone to want it and they don't want it. That's not okay. Uh-uh. And I think Tiff, um, Tiff, Tiffany Haddish, that's her name, right? Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. said it on SNL. Like, if you your thing thing is out and don't nobody want that thing thing, you pro- that thing thing should not have come out. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's ways of knowing if a woman will get down with you or not. And that right. ain't the way to do it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I- that is so agreed. That is so... That's, it's disrespectful and dishonorable and if if you have that much of a need to get it go pay for it hello somebody go, just go it's readily available you, you, are there are it's other legal out it's legal in the but, see, go. but that makes too much sense because then it's about control that's right. what this is about it's about right. exhortation of one's power and 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 thinking that i can get away with it because i'm such and such, such and such and if you look at all the high-powered people that, you know, these allegations and things are coming out against. I think it's just a matter of this stuff has been going on forever. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, why are they just coming up? Now? I'm going like, listen, I said, you have the power of the Internet now. The Internet is unstoppable. It's unbeatable. It is, right. it is still undefeated. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why net neutrality is a big deal right now. But anyway, um, yes. you all want, you, you know, I, I think that, you know, now are some of the cases so old that I'm going like, okay, Scratches but in the, in the in the yeah. instance of Matt Lauer, 
like NBC said, there was credible information of, of mm-hmm. recent text messages, recent Correct. events, yeah. and now yeah. you he's seeking thirty two million from NBC now for his firing. Oh wow! Well, on that and note, and I'm going like. Mm. No, no, sir. If that's the case, then athletes who beat their wives or beat these women and lost their jobs or did whatever should be able to get paid from the from their NFL teams. And Lance Armstrong ought to be able to get seat damages from the endorsements he lost for right dope. You know what I'm saying? You, you, right. you know what I mean? It, I mean, it's I a think that slope that if they were to grant that, it's just completely right. it's precedent. But it also says something to those victims who right. were what justice is there for them? This, then what is the real justification if you are then to pay him out? You right. know, what is the real penalty for his behavior? Because right. there's an emotional scarring Listen. of this, a mental scarring of this that men don't understand right. most times. So it, what in, justice in that, is there for the victim? Right, correct. It's Other like than money. Rewarding. And people think it's all about money, but money doesn't no. take the scars away. Let's just right. be really honest. It doesn't. It doesn't take him. nightmares away. It doesn't no. help you sleep better at night. It doesn't at make all. you feel more, less of an object and more of a woman at the end of the day. So, right. um, and it's like you're rewarding the behavior. It really does. It's like, I'm, we're going to pay you off. But again, it's like a reward rather than, there should be repercussions. And it's, it's more than just losing your job. I lost my job, but I still got paid. Then right. what repercussion what was, was the there? Because with $32 million, you right. could live comfortably... Well, I mean, that. you can invest and do a lot mm-hmm. and still live comfortably for a long time. So there's I no... I guess he's thinking that he, you know, I mean, w- would you hire him again? Right. But again, but there's, that's, to me, that should be part of the repercussions for your actions. I know. Okay. We got to take another break. I'm sorry, folks. It's getting heated <laughs> over here. We're going over our marker time, but we're going to take a break and we're going to come right back. This is Business in Black. And we're talking about reasons consumers boycott brands. And unfortunately, number six on the list was scandal and cover-ups. So just marinate on that for a second and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Okay, and you're listening to Business in Black, uh, the weekly podcast where we talk everything about uh, starting, growing, and building a successful business. And let me tell you, the off-air conversation has been heated. Uh, we got to number six on the reasons consumers boycott brands. Um, number six was scandal and cover-ups. And so this was a touchy one because the question is, will people start boycotting Good, Good Morning America? Will they boycott to bring certain people, <coughs> Tamron Hall, back? Uh, will they boycott to bring Ann Curry back? Mm. Will they boycott to bring, you know, a a more diverse mix of people? Um, So it it should be interesting to see what unfolds with that. I don't know how quite people would uh, boycott um, the Weinstein because he's made his... And the the unfortunate part about these scandal cover-ups is a lot of these people, minus the Billy Bush, minus the... Um, the recent one with Matt Lauer, these are these are older people who have already made and amassed their millions. And, and so to now lives. come after them, it, it really is about monetary and in hopes that other people won't have to go through this, but it, it doesn't hurt them as much per se as it would if it was a younger man um, who still had a lot of career left and would not then be able to maneuver. But 
I, I, you know, I, I get it, but, um, you know, one would hope that it would be detrimental, I guess, if you were looking for an eye for an eye or two for two, you would want that exchange of, you know, my life has been altered and now your life has been altered as a result because I've been courageous enough to come up forward and speak up. So, um, number seven, corruption, reason to boycott. The first thing that came to my mind were banks and Wells Fargo. Yeah boycotting certain banks, um, boycotting certain organizations that are, are well known to be corrupt. Um, we don't have as much blatant corruption, blatant corruption, um, as I would think. Um, as the first, the other thing that comes to my mind would be foreign countries that have just ridiculous amounts of in-your-face corruption. Our corruption seems oh, to be Africa comes more well-hidden and packaged away that you're not really aware of what's going on. Right, right. But, what comes to mind is like Africa. You know, exactly. The continent of Africa. You can pick any number. You can, you can pick a number of nations within the continent of Africa. Or the Caribbean. Or the Caribbean, yes. Uh-huh, South America. South America. Correct, um, yeah, Argentina, absolutely. For, for, yeah. In, for instance, and how the people are actually fighting back Mm-hmm. Um, because they're tired of it. And they're I, tired I, I of it, for sure. Uh, for stepping up and, and, and getting to the point to where it's just like enough is enough and, and, and over they're ousting people and overthrowing people. And I think that, you know, again, it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. um, to do that. Um, but they're doing what they feel they need to do to survive as a nation and to just kind of say, you know what, we're tired of this. Well, um, and the biggest one here for America would be um, uh, Eric Snowden. Listen. And wiki, his wiki whole wiki leaks his whole you know of exposure of what the government has been doing underhandedly allegedly, and um, that would be the I think the biggest one. But again, these things are done co- so covertly right. that we don't see them as often. Um, another one that comes to mind would be a, a Bernie Madoff mm-hmm. and his corruption. Um, but Bernie Madoff again went unchecked for how many decades because of the embedded and and just enmeshed corruption that was protecting him because everybody's hand was getting uh, greased. And so there wasn't the power of the internet. There wasn't cell phones. Correct. And now you have smartphones and all of these other things that make it you know easier to expose versus how it was many years ago. And it will be interesting to see how the law changes because people are at the ability to record even without consent, which in most places is non-admissible, but it is still exposure nonetheless. So it'll be interesting to see the shaping of that because um, you never know who's recording. You never know who's recording. And we're being, let's be honest, we're being, I live in New York City, the most recorded city of out of all the cities in the United States. I mean, we have cameras everywhere here. Mm -hmm. So you're on, you know, it's everywhere you're going, you're pretty much on camera here. So anyway, another reason, the number eight reason to um, boycott a brand would be data breaches. We just saw this with Uber. Oh, child. And And uh, credit card companies. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we're there and Target had one like last year, wasn't it? Two years and, ago. And the thing about it, theirs was the same. They, they knew about it and didn't say anything until, you know, Yahoo. You can think about Yahoo. They had mm-hmm. their own. I mean, it's just uh, Equifax. Yes. <laughs> 
well, all these people were supposed to be able to quote trust. And so that brings back to other shows that we've talked and touched on. I know our last one, we talked uh, the whole show about building a brand that we can really trust. So how do we go about doing that then to help to um, evade some of these things? Because let's be very honest, it's so easy. I lived in South Florida. It's very easy to um, do it until you're caught. Mm-hmm. you know, seems to be, in my opinion, the attitude there, you know, do it until someone flags you on it. So it's a little bit more lax of a business community. Um, I'm sure there's probably officials and state officials uh, that would not like to hear that. In fact, I was privileged to talk to one of those state officials at once upon a time when I lived in South Florida. I was able to talk with the governor and the governor uh, brought up to him of the ambiguity of the law, of the um, upholding of the law was my term to him um, from uh, the 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 state capital there all the way down to South Florida from from city to city from county to county it changes from person to person from inspector to inspector uh, it's almost as if we're in the wild west at sometimes in South Florida where depending on the mood of the inspector on the day or depending on who knows the inspector, then things might get done a little bit easier than other things. And this is not just in the business I was in. It's in a lot of businesses. I've had other business friends of mine tell me that. And I know it's not just a Florida problem, a South Florida problem, but this is nonetheless a problem. And nonetheless, part of what we just talked about, which would be corruption. You know, if I can grease the palms of this person to get the deal to go through faster, that's a problem. Right. For someone who doesn't have the money to make the business run. And so, again, number seven on corruption, in America, we don't see it because it's so covert. As opposed to when my parents go to missions work down in fill in the blank island and they say, well, we want 16 of these communions because they've literally done that to my parents. They they take the communion that they brought into the country for the, the people that go to church. And they've taken a portion of whatever, you know, they bring into the country. So it's not quite that in your face. Right. And, you know, I think it's, it's uh, you know, one thing I've learned, too, is um, in speaking with attorneys and some people, it's the interpretation of the law. And, and it's what how they and when the laws are amb- ambiguous, it, it makes it easier for people to interpret it however they want and how can you argue as long as they can argue their interpretation and they can argue Mm -hmm. it to the point that it makes sense and it's you know logical or whatever Mm -hmm. that's part of the problem I think that's that's part of the problem the other thing is you know American companies who do all willy-nilly stuff outside of the country like when Walmart had that scandal where they were um you know doing bribes and stuff um just to expand it to Mexico and other places it's right it's not okay but i think some countries some companies think it's okay to just kind of if i'm not i'm not doing it inside my country it's not hurting anything but it does it's hurting everything i mean there was a hundred year old company in canada who again they got banned by the world bank they can't get any contracts through the world bank for mm. the next decade not only mm. them but every subsidiary under them for the next mm. decade mm. because of bribery and doing things underhand a hundred year old company now Wow. I think there's just something with that when you start talking about bribes and doing things like that, that compromise. So where are the ethics? And you really have to think about that in your business ethically. How do you, that's how you build trust. 
And, um, you know, you just want to think about, you know, not again, when we talked about building your brand, how you run and manage your business is just as important that that factors in as to, you know, your logos and how everything look, your products and your service, all of that matters and how you run your business is just as important. Because otherwise, again, we'll, you'll be right here in this topic of what we're talking about of, you know, how to destroy your brand. Well, but so, you know, no. let, I mean, let's take from a historical matter um, of how many businesses started. Right. How some of the behemoth businesses started. So let me just pick on rap culture real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, how many of our quote unquote black moguls came from an illegal line of business true only to flip that money over how many of these big banks big corporations came about only because of illegal beginnings that's right and then eventually to flip the business to legitimate so it, it we're teaching and we're preaching oh you know be honest in business, truth in this and truth in that. But we've built a system off of corruption, even from the foundation right. in which the earth in America was laid in terms of uh, who built the Capitol to who built the, 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 the White House to who built, you know, the landscape of America. That was an illegal way of building because you right. stole people. And mm-hmm. so... Everything that we see before us is been built the wrong way, but then we want to talk about, oh, we should be truthful and we should tell right. the truth and we should, we should expose that we're GMO or we should expose that we're really putting arsenic in the chicken or we should expose that, that we're making people sick and as a result, they're going to need more of our medication so we can continue to profit. So the question then isn't about really, are we going to boycott? Like, are we going to wake up is yeah. the question. I think it boils back down to what you said, do it first and then that, and then deal with the repercussions after the fact. And I think that's the sad part. I think that's the sad mentality of, you know, what, what we're living in. And I don't think it's just relegated to the United States, but, you know, it, it happens everywhere. But, you know, because we live here in the U.S., it's more, you know, we know more about it. But I think it just goes back to what you said earlier about just the whole concept of I'm just going to do it and then deal with the repercussions after the fact. Right, because I've made enough money after I did it that I'm okay. I don't have to worry about it. I'll pay whoever I need to pay off after I got mine. Right. And unfortunately, exactly. I've met enough people who I can help. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it costs lives. It costs, that's exactly what I was going to. It costs lives in some magnitude and in sometimes actual lives. Um, But it it can cost lives over generations, you know, from postpartum depression to diabetes to whatever the case may be. Uh, You know, we're we're stringing people out in poverty. We're stringing people out in thickness. We're stringing people out in fill in the blank because we're, we're wanting to keep our pockets fatter. Right. And so then you look at some of these organizations and you say, well, when is enough enough? Right. Walmart. Exactly. When, when mm. is enough money enough that you mm. can pay people a living wage? Mm. So anyway, don't get Girl, me. Listen, Bernie Sanders, got, <laughs> you, 
Don't, don't get him on that because he is serious about that. And I, I agree, though. It's it's sad. I mean, it, it really is sad. Um, yeah. when you look at the, the statistics. of, uh, And it is. And I think we I think it's a call for people to wake up. And, yeah. you know, I think it's a call for people to, to really take inventory and stock in who they're doing business with. Right. If they won't hire you, you probably shouldn't do business with them. Right. If they, you know, like uh, we, we need to support more local grown. Yes. Uh, we need to support, support people local. that we know that mm-hmm. are honest and true. We need to just support from a different perspective. Like these corporations aren't going to miss our money. Right. Unless we collectively make them miss our money. Right. So we need to collectively make them miss our money and build other people up who don't have to stoop to the tactics that they've stooped to to get us to be basically strung out on their products. Exactly. Or services. So anyway, uh, we're, you're listening to Business in Black, and we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the last two reasons that consumers will boycott a brand um, in hopes that you'll learn something from this show and not have your brand boycotted. We want you to be truthful in advertising and true to your consumer and build a trustworthy brand so that we will shop it and want to continue shopping it. And so... Um, Stay tuned for the nine and 10 reasons you're listening to Business in Black, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris. Alrighty, and we are at the last part of the show. It's been a good show. It's been a mm. show passionate show i think (laughs) as we're talking um about reasons consumers boycott brands Um, we went through um eight of them uh the top reason was endorsements or affiliations with parties candidates or political movements the number two reason negative health impacts um of their company practices the number three reason negative cultural racial impact number four environmental harm Number five, product recalls or faulty products. Number six, scandal cover-ups. Seven, corruption. Eight, data breaches. And now we're at number nine, and you gave a great segue without really knowing you were segueing us to them, was tax evasion. Hmm. Um, we could talk about this all day long. You know, according to the Washington Post, I'm just going to call out the names that you know. According to the Washington Post, um, Tyco, Fruit of the Loom, Accenture, Price Waterhouse and Cooper, Herbalife, which we talked about a lot, Dr. Hughes, Listen. Tim Hortons, <laughs> which is a restaurant, Nikita mm-hmm. Banana. They are all companies out of 235 total, says the Huffington Post, who um, are evading taxes, meaning they have tax shelters in other companies countries in order to evade them. So according to the Huffington Post, some of those that we already knew was Facebook, um, Apple, Nike, Microsoft. These companies are taking money from the United States and around the world and going to places like Ireland is one of them. I know that's where Facebook is. They'll go and buy up this rinky-dinky small little computer business over there and then they will say, hey, look, our business is over here. We don't have to pay taxes to the tune of $92 million approximately. 
ultimately annually that could be going into our economy, according to the Huffington Post, that we are, as Americans, getting robbed out of because they're allowed to evade taxes in this manner. It's a loophole. It's a problem. And the problem I'm having with this loophole is the current proposition of what's in the White House right now Hmm. of taxing the poor and paying the rich more. And that's exactly what we're seeing happening right now. Um, It's a real thing, people. We have to wake up and when we know better, we have to do better. We have to stand up against, you know, basically them trying to obliterate the left of the middle class that's left because there's not many middle class people that's left. And so the disparity will grow greatly um, as a result of what is trying to be pushed through in Congress right now. Um, What is allowed by these companies. And and I think too, you know, uh, y'all remember, was it earlier this year or last year, the Panama papers? Yeah. Folks were shocked. I was like, what y'all shocked for? And then they are swept under the rug only to never be heard of again. Correct. Because whatever happened with that? You know, I think that, you know, for all of our being, quote, woke, we're still sleeping on a lot of stuff. Correct. And we let a lot of stuff go. Isn't and it's like, we're do sleep, you understand though? the buying power that we have as consumers? We can make right. all of this stop. Right. If you just shop local. Correct. Star them of your money. Correct. And shop with people you see every day. But we sit local, here and negotiate black. down mm-hmm. to to the last dollar, you know, but we'll spend our money on Michael Kors and every other brand we don't know. We don't know nothing about these people, never met them, but you'll Correct. sit here in church with somebody, but mm. you won't support them locally. They're right here. Right. And you won't support them. And it's like, that's how you make all of this mm-hmm. stop. Mm-hmm. Because I'll trust a brand that I can see right here, like my local coffee shop. I'd rather support them than I would a Starbucks. Now, I'm not saying anything there's wrong with Starbucks, but I don't know the owner and the manager of the Starbucks like I did my local coffee shop where I can right. sit and talk with the owner and, right, you right. know, know about his life. and where, You know what I mean? I right, mean, right. That's know how you build a brand that children you trust. Grow. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what we're getting at. Yeah. Just, And, you know, as we should, and I said this a couple of years ago, we would start to see big box fall down Mm -hmm. um, and crumble and there would be a lot more exposure to it. And we've been seeing that. And as soon as I said it, people thought I was crazy. Um, But a season doesn't last for all time. You know, it's a season. So um, I'm, I'm glad and excited of the independent movement that's rising up to get back to more grassroots organizations and more truth. And the other thing that I think about in this is the overvaluation of corporations, right? You know, of how we overvalue something that hasn't even come into existence yet. And, um, it's just, uh, uh not truthful, basically, in the way that business is done. So getting back to more local, truthful um, corporations that we can support and get behind. And I urge people, stop selling out. You know, stop selling out. And I don't know the inner workings of what goes on into that. They could be muscling people in a room for all we know to sell out. You understand? But stop. If you can help selling out, don't sell out. 
keep your business as a legacy for your children and your children, right. children. Matter of fact, there's a, um, a black owned, um, bread and bed and breakfast that I went to in the Poconos, a Quaba. If you've never um, heard of them, please, um, look them up. They were on, uh, Oh, the Oprah, whatever Oprah's doing these days. They were mm-hmm. on that. Um, she has, um, a facility here in bed a facility in the Poconos, one in Cape May, New Jersey. And it's a, it's a beautiful home that she has, a beautiful mansion that she has in the Poconos is the one I've been to. I've stopped by the one in Bed-Stuy as well. But support people like that that we know. We don't know the Hilton family. And I'm picking on the Hilton family, but we don't know the Hilton family. We don't know the Sheraton conglomerate. We don't know, you know, these major corporations. But I know that lady because I personally met her. I know the food was amazing. I know the stay from what I heard was absolutely fantastic. I didn't stay because I was there for a conference and I was speaking. But, you know, let's start to support who we know because we can get behind their principles and practices that they choose to guide their business by. They're driving our local economy. They're putting families to work and food on tables, As opposed to starving people and giving them scraps in hopes that they can create somewhat of some kind of a life. Exactly. So um, with that passionate... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good show, man. I'm telling you. Uh, you, know, and, uh, I, you know, I would be remiss if we didn't just touch on herbal life for one last time. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> um, I swear those people are going to think we hate <laughs> You know, like, get it together, people. Um, herbal life has been in the news forever about their mispractices. Stop buying into this MLM. Yeah. Stop it. Like, go on to the next MLM, or how about you just don't get an MLM at all and you start your own company because it's easier than you think it is. is. So, anyway, off that high horse and (laughs) on to the number one, the well, the the number 10 reasons, excuse me, of um, reasons that people will boycott a brand. People are probably going to boycott this brand by the time this show is over, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Business in Black will be back next week. How about that? Um, uh, The number 10 reason is unfair market practices. And the first thing that I thought about would be stockbrokers, would be banks again, Um, like predatory lending. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I think of these cash checking places that are in our communities that are detrimental to our communities. Um, 40, 60% interest rates. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfair market practices is the number 10 reason why people will boycott places. But see, when you're boycotting a place, you got to have a backup plan, right? right? So if I'm boycotting Domino's, excuse me, Papa John's Pizza, then I know I can go to Domino's. Right, or even if my I'm, local pizza place, or you find a local. Pe- come on now, so that's my, what my point was going to be. So, where are our directories of local oh. businesses, especially oh. in local black and brown owned businesses, local businesses that we can um, support, that we can patronize, and we can spread the 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 wealth of information about them that we can, you know, help them to grow. I, I have no shame in plugging my own local business. I'm a Brooklyn-based um, nail lacquer, a luxury nail lacquer line. They're more expensive, yes, than the average nail lacquer, nail polish, because they're not coming from China. 
They're made in the United States. When I get them to my door, they are four to six weeks old at that point or less because they were made in America. They weren't sitting on some container from China for the last two years sitting at port waiting to come in. And so Mm -hmm. you pay more. When I go to Farmer Bill and get his fresh baked bread, I'm paying more. Mm-hmm. And we just have to get into the mindset of to support things that are worthy of our support means you're going to have to pay more. When you get cheap stuff, you're going to pay for it more than one time because it's mm-hmm. going to fall apart. It ain't going to be good. It's going to be harmful to your body. I yeah. put in chemicals and all of that kind of stuff in your body. So uh, we really have to become more conscious and wake up to the fact that um, when we toxify our lives is that a word toxify when we have toxins Mm -hmm. in our lives because of the things that we choose to associate it it affects our own lives yes in in a holistic manner mind body spirit so it's time for us to wake up do a little bit more research find out who we can support that we know that does business and does business well so then what do we do as entrepreneurs and business owners we start doing business well we start doing business to the tune of the righteousness and the truth and building brand loyalty by the way that we walk in business Right. And not trying to keep up with the Joneses from the standpoint of, oh, I got to reduce my price. So now I have to go uh, cut jobs here for this factory and ship all the jobs overseas. But we as consumers have to support those companies who choose to stay, who choose to build American jobs and, and, and build a few. We've gone away from being a producer of many things and we've gone to be a consumer of all things. Yes. We really are. And it's hurt us and we're not setting our children up for the best possible future. At all. So I hope you learned something today um, about why people boycott brands, why you should operate your business in a certain type of way to prevent being boycotted. Um, Keep your nose clean. Right. Keep your head down. Keep doing the work. Uh, support people that you can support that you know that are really legitimately doing good work. And let's, you know, build a better economy as a result. We don't want an economy built off of shenanigans and backdoor deals and all of that kind of stuff. A house of cards never stands. It will fall every time. And the light always comes to to expose whatever is going on. So you can get away for it, but for a minute, we're learning that today. Number six, scandal cover-ups. They can cover it up, but for some, only for a short while. And then the next thing you know, bam, the light of truth is going to be on it. So, Dr. Hughes, parting words for this show? All I can tell you is the, the internet is real. It is undefeated. There is power behind it. It is giving people voice. Um, and people are, whether you feel they're oversharing, because some people do, tend to overshare. But when it comes to business and your brand, yeah, do right. And mm. people think that a business is always a big conglomerate. That's true. But if you are a celebrity in any way, 
you are a brand. You are a business in and of yourself. So we talked about Matt Lauer, you know, we talked about athletes, we talked about all these, you know, government officials, all these people, each person. You're, you represent yourself, your business, your brand, and you want to make sure you do things the right way because at the end of the day, you know, there's always consequences to everything that you do and say. And, um, you know, just be careful because at the end of the day, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And people are watching. And every somebody is always, always, always watching. watching. Somebody's always willing to be the whistleblower, let me tell you. Yes. So with that, mm-hmm. um, we hope you learned something, as always, about how to build a better business, how to start a better business, how to grow a better business. This is Business mm-hmm. in Black, a weekly podcast where we talk all things business. And uh, we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. You're listening to Business in Black with your host, Danita Harris.